Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. If you've been waiting for a week of barbecue talk from the Barbecue Central Show, then this is the week for you. It's Monday. We're having a chat with the guy that won both sides of the American Royal a week ago. Never been done before. Invitation or invitational grand champ and then turned around and open grand champ. We've had a number of people that have won one side or the other or somebody that has won both, but not in the same year. So it's history making and we're happy to get some time with the pitmaster of QU. We race to the hotline and welcome in Grant Basilier. Grant, how are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you, and I know I'm not the first one to grab the podcast here, but hopefully I'm going to be asking much more professional and insightful questions than the ones you're at. Now you're a seasoned professional at podcasting. I know when I had reached out Sunday, you had said, I've never even done one, uh, maybe never had even listened to one. So now we're all on the same page. We're both pros, and we're ready to rock and roll here. So before we talk about the actual event itself, which you're going to spend a lot of time on because it's very history-making, which is great. A little background on you, uh, how old you are, what you might do for a living, unless it's full-time barbecue, which would be great if it was, but I don't think anybody really does that anymore. And um, where you're currently stationed at. Yeah, absolutely. So I uh, just turned 40 um, in July. I am out in um, Gurney, Illinois, a nerd, uh, about 30 miles north of Chicago. Um, I'm the executive chef at Uline Shipping Supplies, and that's in Pleasant Prairie, about 15 minutes up the road from me. And I've been doing that for the past eight years. Previously, I did restaurants, hotels, country clubs, and I've been doing that for about 25 years. So um, that's my story, and um, that's where we're at. Grant, when you were growing up, were you from a house that was a cooking household, or is that a passion that you had developed a little later? No, no, definitely cooking household. Um, summertime grilling with the folks mom dad you know weber grills chicken thighs chicken legs burgers dogs um not you know not slow cooking ribs or pork shoulders or anything like that i'm from central pa so it's not really in our repertoire there in central pa but i uh, definitely got to know a grill early in life and uh stuck with it so that's uh yeah that's about it so it sounds like professionally you have been cooking are you a classically trained chef or did you go to one of the big food schools in order to further that education? Yeah, I actually, I went to school out in Pittsburgh, um, did that, did internships out in Colorado, um, did the country club scene, did the hotel scene. Uh, one of my best friends who I still work for today, um, Todd Stoner, I started working with him about 16 years ago and he is a seasoned vet. He's worked everywhere. He's done Napa, Charlotte, Atlanta. Um, and we were, we were doing classic, you know, sauces, stocks, you know, the whole, the whole nine. But we were doing a lot of fusion stuff, a lot of a lot of local, you know, when that local thing was kind of hitting the scene about 15 years ago and farm to table. So we've uh, we've done it all and we've concentrated on getting really good product, take care of it. What's the food scene like where you're at? Uh, it's not much where I'm at. I mean, you get to Chicago. That's a huge, huge food hub. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, we used to go uh, when I worked in a country club. Um, eight years ago, we'd have Mondays off and, uh, me and my wife, we would go down there on Mondays and just kind of, you know, miss the crowds and, you know, go restaurant hopping these days. 
Um, don't get down there as much that I'd like, but um, but still kind of still involved. I, I know what's I know what's hip and what's trending, but we definitely don't go out to eat as much as we used to. What's your favorite place down in Chicago? Uh, Avec, that whole team that does Avec Publican. Um, uh, they do a taco joint. Uh, that's it's been there. Gosh, it's probably been there. Avec's probably been there for twenty years. Oh. Um, that restaurant group does a, a really really good job. Um, if we have to just get if we we don't know where we want to go. We we got to pick a spot. It's definitely a Beck. You ever been to Billy Goat? Yeah, I, I've been to uh, so um, yeah the Goat uh, when they first opened up. We did that a couple times. I, I don't know Billy Goat. Is that is that another side project that she has right now? Oh, that's is my am I saying that right? Is it the Billy Goat? Girl, girl, girl and the Goat. Oh no! Oh, are you so, ta- are you talking are you talking about the old hamburger? Yes, cheeseburger, oh, cheeseburger. No, I have no. My bad. I, I I thought yeah. No, I have not been to the Billy Goat. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Well, you got to no. go. I mean, that's like an historical part of Chicago's culinary scene. It's also like under a bridge, which is really weird. Oh. And you walk in and you got to step down into it. It's in totally many not. respects, it's it's quite uh, breathtaking for what ends up being you know, an average cheeseburger, but it's more of the, the ambiance sometimes. Oh, I, I get it. I know the skit well, and, and I'm kind of mad at myself. I haven't been down. There, hmm. So what about um, Ocheval? Have you been to Ocheval and had their burgers? No, uh, uh-uh. oh, no. Now that is, so unlike the Billy goat, which is the about average cheeseburger, the mm-hmm. Ocheval is leveled up. It's incredible with the the uh, fried egg or the over easy egg, but their bacon is incredible. The burger blend is, I mean, the whole scene was crazy. And I feel like I was just happened to be lucky enough to get in when there was no line. Cause all I ever heard about before I hit up there was get there early because you're going to wait. And it was the Sunday morning ish, like 10 30. And they just happened to be open. And I strolled in, got a seat cause I was just by myself at the bar and had one of the best cheeseburgers I ever had. So two places, just in case you get back down to Chicago soon, you can check out. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. So how do you get involved or how are you introduced to competition barbecue and when does that start? So 2010, uh, we were doing private events and I got, um, I got the, uh, I worked with Johnny Trigg. I worked with Tuffy Stone. Mm-hmm. We were doing these private barbecue events up here. So I got lucky enough to, to work with them a couple different times um, and to see how they worked in the kitchen and see how they treated products and everything else. Great guys, unbelievable guys. And then, but the competition side didn't start until about seven years later mm. when I got, when I got my, my um, job at Uline, cause I had weekends off previously. I never had weekends off and there was a local event in Kenosha and uh, somebody brought it up and I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Let's, let's go out there and you know, I can, I, I, to be honest with you, I, I checked out YouTube videos on, on competition barbecue yeah. and, um, and we did, we got some drums. We went out there and we cooked and fell in love. And, uh, then it just really hasn't stopped then. So 17 was our, our first comp competition year. So we're looking at it roughly year five to some degree. How many events are you doing a year? So when we, we first started, we did four and then we, I think we went into maybe eight or 10. And then we hit it. We, we hit a good stride. I think we the most we've done is eighteen. But then I had my sons. We 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 broke it down to five. And then this year we're at ten right. So ten ten to twelve is 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 a total manageable number for that. I, w- I would love to do and continue on doing. Is it mostly regional stuff, or will you get out and stretch it out a little bit for miles? It would be great if it would stay regional. We've lost a lot of competitions. I think competitions mm. in Illinois has is cut in half. 
uh, even Wisconsin. So that's where that's our main hub is is throughout the whole state of Illinois and Wisconsin. But we've we have Indiana we can shoot over to. I've done Michigan once. Uh, we've done the invitation out in Kansas. Um, but yeah, I mean anything over you know five hours is pushing it. It's just it's 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 a little too much for me. Um, but I, I love our local ones, and, and I I hope to continue doing them. Let me ask you, as somebody that would rather stay regional or regional esque if possible, and then you follow it up by saying there's a lot of events that have canceled or just gone away in your particular area, and that's not unlike a lot of other regions across the country, especially on the west side. California has seen a horrific decline in the number of events that are going on there, and that used to be a, a hub of activity. Um, people started talking about it. There's going to be a California style of barbecue, and then it is really wasted away, and now you're seeing similar effects there in Illinois. What can be done to fix that? What can be done to reinvigorate the interest or bring back competitions? That's, that's a great question, because I know out here, I mean, we were having, like, the one I'm doing this weekend, it, it's the Pumpkin Chunk in, in Union Grove, and they've, I think this might be the 10th year they're doing. And it, I mean, yeah, it kind of falls on the same week as the Jack, so I think we lost a couple teams there, but still, I mean, the, the popularity and people want to do it and go out and compete, we have teams, for sure. Um, as far as getting these these events together, and or I, I have no idea. I don't know that side of of the competition, and um, it's 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 too bad to see. Um, but hopefully, hopefully, we'll bounce back and get more competitions. Let's go ahead and take a look at last week as we make our way through both sides here, Grant. First one, obviously, is the Invitational, and this one is a little different than it would normally be because I think they were. That were they reaching back to 2018 to allow uh, GCs from 2018 to present day in order to take part in the Invitational? Yeah, I heard. I heard 18 or 19. Mm -hmm. I'm not 100 percent sure. Are you good with that? Yeah, I mean, why not? Let's let's do it. Let's let's you know bring everybody out. It was it was fun. The Invitational was a blast. I got to see a lot of people that I know, and we cooked together all the time. And yeah, why not? I, I don't know. I don't I don't think moving forward they're going to do anything that but yeah it was a big party i loved it it's awesome when you're getting ready for the invitational um are you showing up like the day before or are you there multiple days in advance no well talking to people uh, we we were it was about an eight hour drive so i i wanted to get out there on wednesday just to kind of get set up i didn't understand the scale or the size of this competition when i heard there was a 500 teams i got a little nervous <laughs> about you know getting in getting out and getting my stuff set up but it could have been easier um, that's for sure. Um, we got out there Wednesday night. We hung out all day Thursday, which I really enjoyed. I got to go down to downtown Kansas City, uh, do some breweries, do a restaurant. Uh, really enjoyed myself on Thursday, and then Friday it was just it was game on, like showing up to a regular old weekend competition. How does the cook go for you? Uh, business as usual. You run into anything that you had to contend with that you didn't plan on? No, it was it was automatic pilot. I got I got lucky. No hiccups. Nothing, both day and uh, day one and two. So I was uh, very lucky with that, and it was just it was smooth sailing. It was it was quite enjoyable. And you're a drum cooker guy. Yep, solely drums. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's I, I cook. I have a I have a stick burner at my house, and I've I've messed around with it a couple different competitions, but no, just pretty much strictly drums. Do you have a particular brand that you're partial to? We we just use the gate the gateways, mm -hmm. so. From a flavor pro, uh, flavor profile standpoint, I've long argued I don't compete. 
but I have had several offsets in my backyard. I've got several pellet cookers. Uh, I've got drums and all the stuff in between. And for my money, it seems the best play, uh, flavor profile that I get is when I have the time to do it on the stick burner. When I look at competitions now and over the last maybe 10 years even, uh, it's wild how quickly time flies, I keep hearing more and more that the drum smoker is the one that is giving, I don't want to say a unique flavor profile, but it seems to be ones that either the cooks A like, and then obviously it's being replicated in the judging tent, because when you look at some of the top teams out there, at least on the competition side, you know, they're using drums or at least uh, part of their arsenal is drum cookers. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy the flavor that I'm getting out of a drum. I enjoy balancing that out with some wraps or finishing um, kind of sauces or seasonings. Um, I try to hit that kind of middle ground of, of seasonings. Um, I don't, I'm not really too aggressive in, in any kind of category that I either season or eject or sauce. I mean, one of the injections that I use, I pretty much just use the, the recipe on the side of the bottle. Um, flavor profiles coming off that in comparison to stick burners, we've always had that conversation. We were barbecue guys that overthink everything. Uh, you get over into Indiana where it's outlaw country, stick burners, um, and you show up and there's, you know, 40 contestants and there's only two drum cookers. Um, drums really don't seem to do as well. I don't know. You're probably overthinking it. I know I do, but, um, uh, it's something to think about something that we discuss all the time and it's fun. From a meat standpoint, are you specialty meat guy? Like, do you have to be Wagyu briskets and Duroc porks and far or what is it, uh, smart chickens and all that? Or are you more commodities? Uh, it's 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 a little bit of both. Um, nobody can mess around with Wagyu, you know, brisket. It's it's, it's wonderful. Um, the fat and everything, the moisture that you get out of it. Um, but yeah, everything else is kind of right down the middle. It depends on it depends on what you're looking at. I, I definitely look at the the meats and you know. Um, it's, it's, it's a tough question. It's, it's what it's what's available at the time and what I can get my hands on. As you are going through the turn-ins on a Saturday, there for the Invitational, are you pretty happy with everything that you're turning in? Do you feel like it might be an award-winning day, or do you not necessarily? You can be happy with turn-ins, but you don't also go to this this day. We will GC. No, I mean we we've had we've had a hell of a run our past 10, 15 cooks. So um you just kind of trust those timelines. Uh we came into the weekend with great product. Um and you know, we had the cook that we've been cooking the past 10, 15 cooks. Put it in the box and it's kind of out of your hands. I thought we hit tenderness both days. I felt like day 2 was um I liked the product going in the box day 2, especially chicken, which we didn't do as well day 2. But I thought ribs were were better and I thought pork and brisket were about the same. Um, but you don't really know what you're getting yourself into when you go to awards. I mean, you just, you cross your fingers like everybody else and you hope for the best. When reserve is called, do you think you've had a good enough cook to where you're going to hear your name last? Or if you don't hear it second to last, you think you might've finished out of the, the winnings altogether. So day one for sure, because we, we had a great cook and we had the two one eighties and pork and brisket. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting with really good friends of mine, the barbecue bus. And we're sitting there, and it's just counting down, counting down, counting down. And I had them locked in. Had three awesome calls, and uh, and then the bus got the third call. So I was like, man, you know what? I mean, two one eighty calls. Yeah. Um, it's it's close, but you know, flip a coin, you know, reserve or grand, or who knows? You'd, you'd never know. 
But we were, we were, buddies were sitting next to me and I was, you know, just tell them to just don't say anything. And the cameras were out recording me <laughs> and I thought they were going to jinx the hell out of me. But uh, we crossed our fingers. It hit, which was awesome. That's not the same as day two. Day two, we won ribbed, which was awesome. That was incredible, incredible. And then we placed in brisket, I think 12th or 14th. And then they, they did, I can't remember if they did 20 or 25 countdown. Ugh. And they just kept on counting down, counting. And then when they, I was like, you know, we're playing with house money. Day one, we win out of nowhere, which is amazing. Um, if we place, like I talked, I talked to my wife the night before, and I was like, what are we, what's the expectation? Yeah, top 100, top 50 out of this field. I mean, that'd be incredible. That's sure. a win. And uh, when they got down uh, to five, I was like, oh, I got bumped. There's a, uh, it was good. I, I was so happy with the, with the first place uh, rib and, and the brisket call. But then, uh, my buddy next to me, uh, Eric from Big E, he was like, it's possible, you know? And uh, when they called it, there was just no, it was just pure shock. It didn't, it, yeah, it still hasn't really set in. On the invitational side, you get the call for Grand Champion, and this is an event where everybody's won. You've won to obviously qualify. Everybody else there competing has, has won at least once within some calendar year that they were allowing that window to show up and take part in here in 2022. What is the feeling like to know that at least on this day against that field, all winners, that you've bested everybody? Oh, there's just so many good cooks out there. And a couple of them I cook you know, against all the time. So it's, you know, it's the same guys that I see every other weekend. And um that was last year at the invitational out kansas we came in seventh overall and that's when it kind of clicked is like yeah i can i can totally hang with the big boys you know with a little a little help from some judges tables and just having good product and just trusting your timelines um you're there to compete and you want to win so um it was pretty cool i mean that's a huge field 250 or 249 whatever it was of that many great cooks um it was uh, it was a huge honor, and I'm I'm very very lucky and fortunate. Yeah, I mean, typically that's uh, 120 to 130 more teams on the invitational side than you would actually go up against. I think routinely it's in that 120 to to 125 range, but uh, that's what happens when you're reaching back, uh, you know, three four years uh, and allowing those people to come in and cook. So even more of an impressive feat, I think, uh, considering the amount of teams that are in there. What's the check to win that? The the check the overall the cash prize and um, yeah for, for winning the invitational, invitational yeah it, it it was it was twelve thousand that's a nice payday there it it yeah it's a very nice payday yeah. then you are in the midst of elation in the midst of having your mind blown because now you're the grand champion of the invitational which is you know a, a, an incredible achievement if you were going to hang them up in five years and that's the only thing that you've won. You know, over those last five years, you can always say you were the invitational champ in 2022, but now you're setting up to go open side. So how does one, how much do you allow yourself to celebrate the victory? And then you got to pack it up and go back into competition mode for what many consider to be a roulette of barbecue competition with that open, because now you're 500 teams, as you had mentioned a couple minutes ago. Oh, we, we partied. Uh, absolutely Saturday night we uh, a buddy of mine that I went down with because my wife wasn't able to come um, uh, a good friend of mine that I work with great friend that I work with uh, that was his first KCBS competition he's ever done so Saturday night 
everybody else kind of goes back because they're business as usual. They want to get their head down and, and wake up feeling great and have a great cook Sunday. Um, in my head, I was like, I want to have drinks and I want to listen to loud music and I want to just enjoy this moment. And that's what we did. So we went back to where I was parked out there in the 900 section. Um, we had multiple cocktails, drinks. Uh, we, we had an awesome time. At some point I said, I have to get to bed. Um, funny thing is, is my, my, uh, my air mattress wasn't working at the time. So I, I, I went up to the RV lot or, or the, I can't remember what section it was, but, uh, my friend of mine, um, Eric from Big E snuck into his RV and slept on his couch. I thought that I, I set my alarm for, for day two. I, I did not. So at, uh, 10 of six, he's, uh, he's punching me in my leg saying, dude, are you going to get up and cook today? Um, I was completely confused, had no idea where I was at. I popped up, ran down to my site, uh, got my pits lit, um, uh, only about 10 minutes. I got my meat on about 10 minutes later than what I normally do, <laughs> but, um, it really didn't settle in. I was definitely a little, uh, I was all over the place. And until I, I, I you know, had my, had my cup of coffee and, and a couple glasses of water, I kind of figured it out. And then, uh, it was business as usual. Did you think about turning around to win the open or were you just going to take part in it? No, I mean, I mean, you really don't. I mean, the, the chances, you know, I mean, you, you'd love to see some Vegas odds on something like that. So no, hell no. I like, we, we talked to my wife that, that morning and I was like, I mean, what's the expectation? I mean, you want to, you want to do is you want to do well, but top hundred and a huge field like this would be, would be awesome. But, um, we, uh, after day one, I mean, but my buddy and I, Jesse, were looking at you. He agreed the chicken was much better, even though it didn't score as well. But uh, ribs were spot on and everything else. It was the same pork box and the same brisket box that I put in with a, a little help from, from very, very kind tables. I mean, you never know. But no, we were we were ready to pack up and go. We were we were tired. We were very tired during awards. I mean, I think I almost fell asleep for about five minutes there. But um, yeah, after after that that final call, it was it was just it was unbelievable, and I still can't believe it actually happened. So you get that final call, you hear QU as the overall grand champion, and now you've just come off of a huge grand champion win the day before on the invitational side. So we're going to have a bunch of ridiculous questions that you're going to have to answer, of course. But what's the what is the feeling to know that you've won both ends of the American Royal, which, by the way, nobody's ever done that. You're the first one. No, exa exactly. I mean, I called I called my wife first thing. Uh, well, she was streaming it. So she knew what happened. I, I was calling my, my boss, my best friend of, of 16 years. I was calling, I was calling a lot of people. And it kind of set in, you know, driving. We left there and headed up to Des Moines and we slept overnight. But that, that ride home that next morning, my head was just, was just, it was like a balloon. It just, it, it was, it was crazy. I couldn't get my thoughts together. I couldn't focus. But in the back of my head though, to be honest with you, I, uh, I had a, I had a busy week at work and I didn't want to put that on the back burner and not execute what I need to get done, uh, for, for, for my for my job. So it was still in the back of my head that I need to get home and get some stuff done for work. And wow. so I have, I have a busy month. So it was, it was amazing. And I hope I, I'm going to ride this as long as it takes me. Um, but you can't really, you can't express it in words. So the invitational pays 12 grand. What is the open pay to win? That was 15, 15. All right. So I'm yep. no math major, but currently we're sitting at 27,000 for winnings on the weekend, did any of the, and you got one eighties and, uh, did you say brisket and pork on the invitation? Brisket, brisket, pork and ribs. And ribs. Uh, they, those pay too. 
I, I to be honest, I feel horrible things. I don't know. They could they could hear me say that and not send me a check. But I think <laughs> I don't I don't see why they wouldn't. Um, but yeah. no, I, 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 yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was, it was, it was a big weekend. All right. Well, let's assume those pay and let's just round up your winnings to, let's say $30,000 for the weekend. It could be more than that. I would imagine once you get the, the final checks and, and all that stuff. So that's a big weekend, but what I like to do at times like these, when they hear a guy come in and say, yeah, you know, rolled in. 30 grand later and two GCs later, I'm rolling back home. And people think that this is something you would just string together every weekend. And you need to do five, six, seven contests and you're making $250,000 a year just on barbecue. Where does that winning offset all the money you've spent on barbecue this year? Are you even, uh, are you still now in the black because of that weekend or what? Oh no, it, it's gone. I stopped at some local casino in Des Moines and put it on <laughs> yeah, red. Right. Yeah, <laughs> put it all on red. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm a degenerate. So no, no, no. But no, seriously. I mean, they, no. It's doing ten competitions and entry fees and whatnot. I mean, a lot of yeah. people they don't do it for the money. Um, but uh, we we've 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 broken even before we got into into um. Uh, for entry fees and and then some some gas and it's not but um but no I mean you can't put thirty thousand I mean that's that's insane you don't come into a season of competition barbecue thinking that you're gonna you know make thirty grand in, in a weekend it just yeah. it just doesn't happen. How do you compare being the invitational winner and the open winner? Which one, if you had to give one back, which one are you giving back and why? Uh, it's a kind of crazy question. Um. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I want to give one of those Yetis to, to my buddy that uh, came out with me and he just kind of hung out, runs some boxes, great company. I mean, we see each other every day and it was, it was awesome having him with me. So I'm going to give him one of the Yetis and I was like, which one should I give him? Should I give him the invitation or the open? Um, I think I'm going to get, it's, it's, it's a really hard question. You know, we might just flip a coin, but I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, you have to look at the field. 500, you know, people compared to 250. I, I, that's a really, really good question. I don't think I have a, I don't think I have an honest answer. To be honest. I don't know if this helps sway you, but I've asked a number of the, you know, Darren, uh, Tuffy, uh, Mike Davis, you know, maybe you probably don't even know that name, but, uh, there's a number of guys that have won this event on either side that I've had on the 16 years that I've done my show. And I've always asked them, you know, well, if you if you could give away the invitational because you won it and you could take the open, would you or the other way around? And I would say 85 to 90 percent of those people say they would rather take the open because of the sheer amount of teams. And even though you could argumentatively say the invitational side has a more experienced and competitive field because they are all winners. But for whatever reason, the attraction of five, six, seven hundred teams and being the king of all those appeals to ninety percent or so of the, the pitmasters I've asked. Does that help you make a decision? No, I, I get it. It's, <laughs> it's a great question. You know, it's, it's it's one that you consider. I like you hear people talking about the invitation will be open at the at the royal. But uh, dude, to be honest with you, I have I have I, I, don't, I have no idea. They are very both special special. Um, uh, cooks and i i don't know it's a great question but i i can't i can't it's like you know i don't have a good answer i'm sorry so let's make it even more difficult at this point good let's do it this coming weekend which you are taking part in is the jack daniels 
That I'm not, is no, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not taking part in this weekend. Correct. Um, okay. So awesome. Awesome. Understood you. If if you could trade away the grand for both the open invitational and be assured a grand championship winning the Jack Daniels in 2022, would you trade both of those away for a Jack? Um, I, I have no, I have no idea. I've never even thought about it until you just said that. Um, Jack Royal. Um, no, I don't, I don't think so, man. How, I mean, how do you not think like this? This is crazy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it was the first time I was even at the Royal this weekend. And I, I loved every surpassed weekend. I loved every second. I feel, I feel obligated. I have to continue going out there and I will, um, sure. I will go out there every year. Well, you got to go back um, at least next year to, to defend both titles. <laughs> right. Defend them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're mine. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Um, the Jack, I'm really looking forward to it uh, next year doing it. I'm really looking forward to the, the, the Houston uh, cook, which I have no idea about. I, I got to do some research oh, on that. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean, I mean, those, those two at the Royal in the same weekend, that's, that's, that's pretty special. Do you revere the Jack like some of these other teams do? I don't. No, I, I, to be honest with you, I, I know because I've talked to Johnny Trigg about it. I know he's won it twice. Um, and he's always, he loves that competition. Um, he speaks very highly of it. And, and, um, I've seen previous, um, uh, winners and everybody I've talked to that's been there. It's great. It's, it's amazing. Um, I can't wait to experience it and kind of make it my own judgment. So, uh, that's what we're looking at. We're really looking forward to doing it next year. What else are you up to? Um, I, I cook. I cook a lot. We do a, we do a Monday through Friday gig. I do some stuff on the weekend. I do some stuff, some events at night. Um, I cook hard and that's pretty much all my life is. Um, I do have a one and a half year old and awesome, beautiful wife. Um, so we kind of balance that, but it, 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 it's easy to balance these days working a Monday through Friday job Mm. and get your nights off. But, um, that's about it. I, I, I cook and I enjoy doing competitions. Um, I didn't think that I was going to go do the invitation on Alabama. I uh, had no interest in it. Um, but a buddy of mine, Rich from, uh, why um, did you have no interest in it? I just, I was, I'm, I'm just, I'm just a little burned out right now with mm. cooking. You know what I mean? It's just like, it was the far drive. I love the invitation. I've done it twice. It's an awesome competition, but you know, it's, it's, it's been a really tough year for me. Um, we've done, a, we've done, you know, 10 competitions, but I've been busier than hell. And, um, you know, I'm enjoying football weekends in the fall and um, and just thinking about getting in the truck and leave my folks or my family for a little bit, get down there. But then Rich from uh, from IBQ and he's like, dude, you have to do it. You are on a hot streak. So he pretty much told me on that. So I signed up and I'm going to head down there. Screw it. When you're working during the week and doing the let's call it traditional chefing, I remember speaking with Tuffy Stone a hundred years ago and he said, you know, I've, I'm a classically trained French chef, blah, blah, blah. And I thought I could get into this competition barbecue thing and start whipping everybody's ass pretty quick. And he had found out pretty quickly that wasn't going to be the case. So he went back to the classroom and obviously has become one of the most respected and successful folks in competition barbecue. As somebody who's within that same ilk during the day or the day job, do you find that your cooking skills transfer well to competition barbecue and how much can you pull from what you do during the day to what you would do on the weekend? Oh, I, I think it's a back and forth thing. I think coming into first competitions, I was nervous as putting up a wedding for 350. I mean, my hands were shaking, put chicken in the box, 
Um, I was, you know, I just wanted to do well. I wanted to hit everybody. I didn't know anything. I knew nothing about flavor profiles or tenderness or anything like that in my first, first couple competitions. With, I knew how being a chef, I knew how to be organized. I knew how to have my, my, uh, my mise en place, my, uh, my prep, my, you know, everything. I mean, the first competition we did, I didn't know you could come with trim meat. So I was trimming meat in, you know, a hundred degree weather in McHenry, Illinois, um, you know, on, on under an easy up. So I learned quick with that. So, um, I do have a, a good opportunity to, to prep my, my proteins in a professional kitchen. Um, like I said, you stay organized, you have, you have your, your mise en place, you have your prep. Um, but as far as what I've learned in the barbecue world, I think that's translated better what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. I think I've picked up more. Um, with fabricating meats, with seasonings and injections, um, I feel like I've, I've learned more on the barbecue circuit, brought it into my everyday um, work. And um, I, I, I learn things, you know, every day from other cooks, uh, you know, other just so. No, I, I think it's benefited both ways, but um, I feel like I've, I've gained more out in the field cooking barbecue and bringing it back to my everyday job. Grant, two questions before I let you go and appreciate the time here. What? is one thing you would like to see KCBS improve on? KCBS improve on? I don't know. I mean, is that a, I don't, I don't know. Um, it's a good question, but I really don't have, a, I really don't have an answer. I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky that I like to do the 10 to 12 that we do. Um, very lucky that, you know, they're within four or five hours of, of where I live. Um, I'm very fortunate that they threw, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Um, nothing really. I mean, I'm sure some other people that have been with KCBS for 20 plus 25 years or whatnot have a different answer, but I, I really don't. What do you think one of their best attributes are? Uh, you know, they're, I, I don't know. They're, I guess, um, their webpage is, I, I don't know. I don't have an answer. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's smooth. It's, it's smooth sailing for me. I, I sign up and I, and I, and I head in there and the biggest issue that I had with the invitational they wanted a picture of a logo or something. I didn't have one, so I just took a picture of my face. Um, but no, I, I don't. I don't have any issue. I think it's, it's pretty. So it's it's pretty easy, and I, I go about it and I do it like uh, you know, like anybody else. He is the 2022 American Royal Invitational Grand Champion and the American Royal Open Grand Champion. First one to ever do it. Breaking it all down, reliving the week, getting a little background, and. He doesn't know one way or the other how he feels about KCBS, and that's what we love. Everything's good? Is there anything bad? We don't know, but we're happy where we're at, and we'll <laughs> go from there. And next year, everybody be on the lookout in Lynchburg because he's going to be looking to get down there to Tennessee. Uh, Grant, if you need some insider's info on Houston Livestock, you know, just give me a call offline, and I'll hook you up with some world champions to give you the old hip. Or you can you know, just... Talk to your buddy Darren there. Uh, you know, he's kind of won that thing too. So I'm sure he can hip you to all that other stuff. But in the meantime, I appreciate the conversation here this evening. I wish you continued success and appreciate you coming on the show to break it down tonight. Awesome, man. This is great. I'm, uh, I'm glad you had me on. There he is, the American Royal Open and Invitational winner all in the same year. First time this ever happened. Grant Basilier, congratulations live it up, and come back to defend those titles in 2023. As I said a couple minutes ago, watch out for those going to the Jack in 2023. He's making plans to get down there as well. 
Big show tomorrow. Meathead will be in. Robert Moss will be in. Aaron Huntelman from Go Big or Go Barbecue will be in. Also, Ryan Zabril of Pits and Spits. So stay tuned for the latest live edition tomorrow. Get all the podcasts if you can't tune into it live. Wednesdays, Thursdays, and a best of on Fridays. And until Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. We'll talk to you later. Hi, this is Jeff Stone of Grandpa's Pride Barbecue from the Panhandle of Florida. And you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show.